Welcome to another episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. We're on season four, episode number 36, Andy. Tonight's the sports edition. How are you doing? Very good. Very rested up from the all-star break. So ready to go rested back. Rested up from it. baseball. You had your days off. Time yeah. to recalibrate. Well, Andy, it's it's J- July 17th today. And what that means is, you know, we're really a week away from NFL training camp. We've got the final regular season of amateur baseball going on yeah. this week and uh, things are winding down. So we're going to start off with a trivia question. It will be baseball related. All right. For the, for the twins fans out there, it's, it relates to the Minnesota twins. Something was done in 1990 that the twins did. The twins turned the first ever twins was the first team in Major League Baseball history to turn two triple plays in a single game. This was done in 1990. Done in 1990. You know, they went to the World Series in 91, so they're not that good in 90. Doesn't matter if you're good or not to turn two triple plays. It's just a a strange thing. Uh, Who did they turn it against? So who was the opponent when the Twins turned two double plays in triple plays in one single game on this day, July 17th, 1990, they turned two triple plays. Now, and for some reason, I think in that game, they also had like five double plays or something goofy like that, or four or five double plays too, I believe. Oh, wow. I think for some reason that sticks out in my head. but It could be. Now, the other thing that I saw, Andy, uh, I think it was 1978 on this day. It's not the trivia question, but a great story that I've always loved is oh. – Fun fact. It's a fun fact that Reggie Jackson got in a fight with Billy Martin in the dugout, in the Yankees dugout, during the game. So this is the manager. Billy Martin was a manager, right? Reggie Jackson was the outfielder. They they got into a fight. I don't know if it came to blows or fist fight or whatever it was in the dugout. And it was on this day in 1978, I believe. Reggie Jackson got the the sign to bunt. And he says, no, I'm not going to do it. He refused, I don't bunt. he refused to bunt. Well, Billy Martin got on his case in the dugout after that at bat and says, you do what we say. You know, that's the sign. That's that's what you got to do. He says, no, I don't bunt. And they got into a fight. Love the story. <laughs> Love the story. And so I'm going to bring up your screen here. All right. Throw some stats. Now, I do have one thing I got to bring up right off the bat here, Dan, in our stuff. We always want to be right. We do have... A minor correction okay. or an update, I guess, maybe. I recall last year you had a trivia question about the longest name in baseball for the last oh, yes. game in Jersey. That has been changed now. Okay. There we go. Christian, uh, they're Christian there. I'll just, I call him Chris. We're tight. So is this the uh, Lamakia? Yes. Is that how you say it? I, That's the longest. I think that yeah, yeah. You see, is yeah, that's it right there. Same but different. It says, and so Encarnacion, Encarnacion Strand, Simmons Richardson. I think it kind of just shortens it down, so it's not so much on the jersey. Yeah, I remember but, when uh, Simeon yeah. Woods came up uh, last year. They had the longest name, and so it's yeah, new. Woods Richardson, and now he's been replaced. So it's no not really a correction. It was correct. At the time, right? Yes. Now, so if you go back and watch it, we weren't wrong then, but we'd be wrong today. Wow. Great. It's a great trivia. It's a great fun fact. Yes. Wow. 
All right, let's get some baseball stuff here. It's got some baseball kind of breaking news. Not really for, for us it is because we haven't talked about it since this happened. The Angels are listening to offers for Otani. Okay. So it's a, we, this happened since we were on the show last, so it's a new. Um, they say they may even do it before the trade deadline. Um, so we'll see. The question is, I mean, he, he's not a young young man anymore. He's been doing incredible things for a few years. How many times do we see that happen, and then they hit the brick wall and they get traded? Well, you know, the, the for the newer listeners, how long has he been playing in Japan before he even got here? I think he had four years in Japan for some reason. Okay. So, but still, and he's been here, what, five? Okay. Now, what I heard, and you may be bringing this up here shortly, but they said they're interested, um, once again, that they're not wanting to get rid of him, but if the offer's right, they will certainly entertain it. Yep. One thing that I saw says it, it must contain multiple top 100 prospects. Yes. Multiple. I've heard that. Yes. Wow. So they're wanting prospects. They don't want your guys you already got on the bench. They are totally building for the future. Okay. Um, and I don't know how Mike Trout's sitting on all this. You know, you've been the man for a while, and this guy comes in. They're keeping you there, and they're bringing more young fish for you. So I don't know how he's how he's taking it. But I think Mike Trout's one of those guys is, as long as the check clears twice a month, he's not worried about it either. So. Interesting. But, so here's the thing. What what obscure, godly, I mean, every time I see a name like this come up for trade, I always think of the uh, uh, the Mike Ditka trade in the NFL. Oh. For Reggie was it Ricky Williams? He okay. traded all the when he was with the Saints. All of our draft picks next year for Ricky Williams. Okay. Or whoever it was, but he traded like all the draft picks. Similar to Herschel Walker. Yeah, kind of the Herschel Walker trade where we gave up the farm so, and the animals and the neighbor's farm, you know. And so when you when you think of the 30 teams in baseball and the and the MLB puts together their top 100 prospect list of all the best top 100 mm -hmm. players. And really that comes down to three or four per team. You know, three yeah, per yeah. team is comes up to 90 guys. So, you know, if they're asking for multiple, meaning, you know, two or more, that's most yeah, teams all your top have – the most teams only have two or three or four in the top 100 even right. mentioned. So it would be the top, you know, that team's top, top couple guys in the, in the whole farm system. And, you know, everybody throws out Yankees, Mets, Dodgers right off the bat for, for possible landing spots for them. You know, you look at teams in Boston, you know, teams that spend the money all the way. I like to see some small market team just go all in. Well, it, you know, they could because now you're giving up draft picks, so uh, it's not going to be that big of a money. I mean, it's going to be big money, but it's not going to be yeah, a, yeah. A, a Yankees, you know, Mets kind of a deal uh, yeah. because they're looking for prospects. All the teams are can be in the in in the arena here. I mean, you look at okay, let, let's be homers. If the Twins threw their hat in the race, but I'm gonna be. Old Minnesota guy here. Would Otani really fit in in Minnesota? Yeah, you got to look for the right chemistry. Because, you know, you see a lot of these players, too, when they get traded to these big markets, well, what advertising can they do there? What kind of deals can I make on the side? Yep. Which makes me think the Mariners would be a good option for him. Um, You know, maybe the Giants or the Dodgers, because they're on the West Coast, allows West Coast teams. 
I would see the Diamondbacks open up the checkbook for him. You know, that would be exciting. The Diamondbacks or the Rays or the Orioles, these teams that are putting it together now and they've called up all their studs and now they're in, go all in and do it. Yeah, he's going to put like the Metro Yankees. They don't have any prospects and they're putting all their eggs in one basket for one year. Yeah. The uh, they will, he will put, you know, the the fans, the ticket sales oh. will go up wherever he goes. Oh, jerseys and everything else. Yes. Here's a little draft recap from last week. As a couple of Minnesota boys went there, Klesson and Bateman. Bateman's already signed, I guess, with the the Cubs. Uh, they both signed their contracts, I believe. And North Dakota State had a guy go in the 13th round to Boston, Cade Feeney. Congrats nice. to him. And there he is. Good flow. Yeah, he's got, he's got some nice flow there. North Dakota State right-handed pitcher Carson Jacobs signed as a free agent with the White Sox following the draft. So he was one of those undrafted free agents. He appeared in 17 games with two starts in his first season with the Bison in 23. He's from Hayes, Kansas. Whiffed 41 guys in 34 innings. Not bad. Um, so he's got some good numbers. He's got some flow. We'll see how he does. Now here's the top five from the pre-draft. Here's the top five guys. Walker Jenkins at number four. That's who the Twins took. Um his pick value was a 7.14 million. So he got 7.14 million for writing his name. Okay. When he signed the contract. Um, so don't worry about college players not getting paid. He he got paid. Um, I heard an interview with Doug Mankavich. He was all over this guy. He was all up and excited and all over himself about how we got him with the fourth with the fifth pick, and it was a steal there and everything else. So uh Keep your eye on him. They're not going to fast track him up to the bigs, obviously, but just uh, Walker Jenkins in a while. Or like you said, is this a guy that if we traded for Otani, you know, all these top few picks might be going to the Angels for Otani from all these teams? Who knows? Yeah, this this Jenkins kid is six foot three, and is going to be a beast, a real fluid swing. Now this yeah. year's draft class, Andy, was loaded with outfielders. Yes. I think these four, these three or four were in any other year would have been the first overall pick. And they're yeah, all lumped in with Dylan Cruz and Paul Skeens. Yeah, there's there's a I go back to that screen, there's the top five. Four were outfielders. And so, those other, you know, Max Clark, uh, these guys um in another in a different year would have been possibly the top overall pick. And that's why I think Minkavich, I saw his tweet was all over this by saying Twins really got a number one overall draft pick in this deal uh, with Jenkins out of high school. Yeah, yeah, two 18-year-olds and three 21-year-olds right there. So nice and the, track And the pitcher we got next, another high school kid, is yeah. one of the top, if not the top pitcher in all of the country in, in high school. So the Twins loaded up. Now this will be a few years yeah, before anything happens with these guys, but yep. uh, it's going to be fun. Remember these names. And here's how the Mets' top 10 prospects are after the draft. I uh, see number two, Colin Hawk. Or, heck, he's a uh, – we just got – or we. They just got him. And there's a – now, if you look at the top one there for the Mets, Prada, well, they got him coming up uh, a couple years in 2025, which brings back to my question last week with Francisco Alvarez, his catcher. 
do you move him to the first of the outfield because you got another great catcher coming up? Or are one of these two going to be the trade bait? I mean, you look at yeah, these prospects on all these are top 100 overall, but you got a couple guys coming up in a couple years. Are the Mets giving up these guys for Otani? Who knows? Who knows? I remember a couple of years, you know, when when the Twins had too many people at catching and they got rid of, you know, Ben Rortved and uh, Mitch Garver got sent away and, you know, they had too many catchers. And then all of a sudden you find yourselves with catching shortage of, with a couple of injuries. You never know. But it's always good to have depth. But you're right. Uh, when the majors, the players are up there with the majors playing, like you said, Alvarez at catcher, they're yeah. also watching things like this because they know that they're on the clock because the next guy's coming up in a couple of years to take his spot. And right now that's Parada. Uh, well, and- you look at two, three, and four for the Mets, they're all shortstops. And you got Francisco Lindor. So, yes. You know, just say, and how many times look at the Twins? Oh, he's a shortstop. He gets called up, they move in the third. Yeah. So, but still, just saying, this is where you got some flexibility going. Interesting. Here's my new, my, my new man crush. Adley Rochman, catcher for the Orioles. Great. Did you see him in home run derby? No. He switch hit during the home run derby. He's a switch here, so he decided to go to the other side after a while. Really? Sure. Why not? Not not bad. I didn't see that. Here's some some more love for my boy Adley. Has not had a single pass ball yet this season. Oh man. It's kind of Buster Stolzi, I think. I think it was a Buster Stolzi, like an eight years career or some spoofy thing like that. That's unreal. And uh some more love from here if I can get this to load up. No major league batter has had more out of the zone pitches called strikes during the first half of the season. So uh, so that comes into the framing and whatnot. Yep, so he's doing well there. He's just an all-around great kid. Made the All-Star team. Speaking of, third year in a row, record low ratings for the All-Star game. And that, you know, I'm going to be on my old man's bit here. The game is just so different now. They got these little walking things they come through for the home run derby. They got to do the red carpet show beforehand and this and that. It's all geared to the kids who aren't watching it, obviously. Get back to what those old farts want and just let them play ball. Trying to make it like a Golden Globes event. The or the NBA, what the NBA does. And you know what? Their ratings are dropping too. Obviously, people don't want to see that. The kids want to see it. But they're going to watch it later on YouTube or on their TikToks or whatever. They're not going to watch the entire show. So get back to what us old farts want. Let us watch baseball. The season's Midsummer Classic averaged a record low 3.9 rating and 7.01 million viewers, down 7% from last year's record low, according to Sports Media Watch. The MLB All-Star Game has now set a record low ratings in five of the past seven seasons. Hmm. Pre-COVID even, so don't blame it on COVID. But just showing how they're kind of ruining the game. <clears throat> Baseball did announce their their schedule for next year, and here's their international play. Um, Santa Domingo is going to have a exhibition or preseason games, spring training games. Tampa Bay and Boston. And the Dodgers and Padres are going to play two out in Seoul, South Korea. And then uh, during the season – 
Rockies and Astros will be down in Mexico City. And June, the London series will be the Mets and Phillies. Okay. Um, the Dodgers and Padres, those games in Seoul, will be their opening game schedules because of the time zone. I know they've done it before with games in Tokyo. You go there and play two, like, Four days ahead of time, so you get to fly back and readjust for the time and everything else. So. Interesting. So there we go. 80s stat of the week. It's more about an 80s player, but just still. And you're probably going, oh, is it another Tony Gwynn stat or Nolan Ryan stat? No. It's Ricky Henderson. Yes. Only player in baseball history with 3,000 hits and 2,000 walks. Oh, and by the way, he stole a thousand plus bases too. Jeez. <laughs> oh, by the way, he stole a thousand bases. So, two thousand walks. You know they pitched him carefully. They weren't giving him the intentional walks because with all the stolen bases, he's as good as a second. Yes, you didn't so want to walk patient man. enough for two thousand. <clears throat> he was a leadoff hitter. Good eye at the plate. So, leadoff hitter. There's 5,000 times at bat right off the bat with 3,000 hits and 2,000 walks. You know, just you don't see that anymore. And, and, you know, once again, for the listeners out there, you know, 100 stolen bases. Even in a career, 100 is a lot nowadays. He had 1,000 yeah. in his career. That's 10 yeah, times that. Wow. Could talk a little bison here, Dan. Okay, bison. My, my Do you have your sweatshirt on? Got my Bison shirt on, horns up. Here we go. There's Braun. He left NDSU in January to join the Northwestern Wildcats as defensive coordinator. Who's been named head coach Monday after former coach Pat Gerald was fired amid the hazing controversy, which we covered last week. Yes, I didn't. I didn't put the two together. That he is Braun is from NDSU, who's now been the uh, the, the the name the head coach. Yep. Uh, Citing unnamed sources, ESPN reported Thursday night that Northwestern defensive coordinator and former NDSU assistant David Braun will be the Wildcats' interim head coach for the 23 season. Braun was named Northwestern's acting head coach Monday following the firing of Pat Fitzgerald of allegations of hazing in the program. Um, wow. Braun played at Winona State, so he's a local boy, from 2004 to 2007. Started covering his career at NDSU as a with head coach Matt Entz, and both were assistants at Winona State. So uh, he did do some Division One work at Cal Davis in 2015 and 2016, uh, two years in Northern Iowa for taking the Bison defensive coordinator job in 2019. But he was, was named head coach. So um, Brown was named football scoops coordinator of the year in 21. A season which saw the other Bison win its ninth FCS title in 11 years. And of course, I'll have to say it because I'm, I'm a reporter. The Bison did fall short of reaching number 10 in Frisco with a 45 to 21 loss to South Dakota State this year. Yes, yes. See, I still say it. I'm a reporter. Damn it. That was a good game. We watched it. Yep. We cr I cried. I know you didn't. I cried. I cried like a little girl. Um, so, congratulations, coach. Now, and also it's in there's not really interim coach, but coach. If they're going to give the one year, you can't really – who's want to come into that mess this year anyway? Yeah, so he's the acting head coach, okay? So he's the head coach. I've not heard if they've if he's going to do coach on D coordinator, if they've got another D coordinator or not. I don't know. 
didn't say. Let's talk some gopher football. And this is just a little thing that makes my, my head scratch, my head itch. Yes. He's coming back for his seventh season. He got injured early last year, so he can come back. He had the COVID year, he can come back. And Tyler Moore played all those years at quarterback. I just don't get it. It's your seventh year at college, man. If you really want to make something, he's gotten he's got two degrees since he's been there, so he's milked the school for two degrees. And instead of going back to play college the seventh year, why didn't you give it a shot in the USFL or the XFL then? Or did you and you weren't that good, so you go back to college? That's yeah, an interesting. Guys are just taking up scholarships. Wow. That's yeah, so he's using up a scholarship, right? That someone else yep. you know, wanted or could have had. So he's yep. getting a free education and he's getting another degree. Well, you can't blame him for that, but you would but think still, at that age you'd want to go pro, you'd want to go do something else. Yeah, this is your seventh year. Speaking of, he's coming back for year six. Oh, my. I thought he was done. He put his shoes on the mat. So did I. He signed an NIL deal with the WWE for money. He's been on TV for WWE making money, but part of his deal was he could still do the Olympics and everything else. Okay. I think he wants to shot the Olympics. Now, here's my thing. See his picture? The other guy's picture there? Yeah. Where's all this money for tattoos coming from, boys? I thought you called Jeff who said no money. Oh, wait. You, he's got the NIL deal. He's got the NIL deals with WWE. So he's at the money. But you signed a pro, kind of signing a pro deal, but NIL's not pro. That's how they get around it. The other guy, seventh year of college, sixth. So, yeah, I, I just don't get it. WWE announced this was from back in 21 now. So, this was, so it was a couple years ago. They announced that they signed Stevenson to an exclusive NIL deal, allowing him to join the roster and return to the U of M to defend his college heavyweight wrestling title. And then he'd be, a, and this was a WWE's first deal. So he signed in 21, could come back and wrestle for, to defend his title, which he did. Now he wants to do the Olympics, and he's this and that. So it's like, where's this all stop? You guys, yeah, there's got to be a, a line drawn in the sand. So yeah, I not not saying I don't respect them. I just I got problems with decisions. You want to come back, great. You can play the football team, but you ain't getting a scholarship. You want to wrestle, great. You're paying for your classes. Gonna talk a little town ball. Okay. All I got really here is just the standings and the and some notes. Here's uh, RVL C standings. Uh, this is off the Twitter page, just from okay. today. Uh, Jordan has got the top seed locked. Uh, Bell playing Arlington and St. Clair and St. Peter. Maybe the two through five, and they'll be kind of see those three, four, and five are all five and five. So they'll shuffle into place this weekend. And uh, Gaylord and Lasur are going to battle for six and seven. So those are, I mean, they're jockeying for position. You know, everybody makes the playoffs. So Jordan's got that first seed locked. So we'll see how that goes. Good luck to them. And you can watch us on our social media. We'll be keeping up all these uh, playoff formats when they come out. Crow River League. Plato locked up the three spot overall. Um, Watertown, Waconia. Waconia's got a game this week. I think it's New Germany they play. New Germany tomorrow night, yes. yes. So, 
Tanya Germany could be spoiler. Win that game, and Sunday means nothing. Laconia wins Sunday here in the Watertown up at 420 High Street for the number one seed. No, the losses to Waconia, so we'd have you know they'd have that, you know. Now guess who Waconia picked up on a Friday game at home? The Delano A's they're playing. This week on Friday? Tune up game. Yes. Non-conference game game heading into the sectionals. And they know that Watertown is going to be a beast to get by. So they bring in the number one ranked team in the state to play them on Friday. So that I don't know if that was just recently added or not, but I'm going to be going to that game. That'd be like being a boxer in the 80s going, I need a tune-up fight. What's Tyson doing? Yes. I mean, that's kind of what they're saying. But good luck to them on that one. So that's going to be interesting. Now, as you see – their game Tuesday is against New Germany, who's at the very bottom of yep. the standings. Now, New Germany still puts up a good a good fight, yep. and you know it could be tight. It, you know who knows who they're going to play, and um, you know how many subs or backups are going to be there, or who's going to yep. pitch. But it's not probably going to be a blowout like you think, but you never know. It, it more than likely could be as well. And in a way, some of these guys from New Germany, you're playing with Konya. You, you're a pitcher. You want to get drafted. This is your time to shine against the team that might pick yes, you. Yes, yes. Um, Pitchers are yeah. playing for those spots. Three spots, uh, three, you know, spots from the teams that advance to state. There's four, I think, three or four, three, three guys. I think get three. drafted uh, of three the four more. teams. So twelve players get drafted. So you're right. New Germany is going to be uh, showcasing, you know, on that game to uh, mm-hmm. to bring. They're going to bring all their guns to that game and mm-hmm. you know do their best. And, and you never know, there could be an upset. If not, it's going to come down to Sunday. Now, as you see, West Tonka's not on here because of the ruling that came down. Um, an eligible player. Their records and games don't count. Some teams are still playing them just for the practice and the whatnots, but that's why they're not there. Interesting. Yep. And here we go. DRS, here we go. New Market, 9 and 1. Webster, Elko. There we go. There's your top three. Elko, no. Elko's only got 6 2 record, Dan. They got makeup games, or what's the deal with that? Well, they're, they're class B. They're in this division, so they okay. only play everyone once, I think. And then they've got to schedule their own games. So maybe they're scheduling a bunch of other games or maybe not in the DRS. I don't know they're B, why they only have eight games in. Okay. And the St. Patrick Irish, same thing, eight games in. Probably because they're B, though, right? Yes, they're also moved up to B. And so, so is New class. Market. And New Market's got ten games in. So those three are all class B teams for the postseason. So Webster's really the number one seed here right now in Union Hill on the top two dogs. Yeah, and from what I've heard that Webster has yeah. a possibly an issue with an ineligible player too, and they're not going to be ineligible to even make the postseason. Oh, um, really? I believe. The, that, that's the scuttlebutt is um, – <clears throat> They're on the old coffee shop there, huh? They had uh, – they had. I think it was their, their head coach or their manager took an at-bat during a game. They had a big lead. And someone said later, well, he's not on a signed contract to be playing for them. His job is to manage not to play. Stepped in, took an at-bat, and so maybe they didn't make a big fuss out of that. But I thought that earlier in the year that they were going to be ineligible for the postseason. We'll have to check with Secret Swirl on that one and see what he says. We'll see. Interesting. Now, okay, here's my question. Say that was – okay, like say in the Watertown game or Warconi's game coming up against Delano where it's not a conference game. Does that matter – a non-rostered player bats, even though it's non-conference or non-division, does that matter? I think it still does. I'm not too still, technical. 
Now that'd be something we could get, uh, yeah. get a Mike Steak on there, someone from the board yeah. to, to determine some of that because uh, there's some fine how that works. Yeah. You see these uh, tune-up games or exhibition games. Can just anyone come up and play? Can they call up the Legion guys to get at-bats? I don't know. but Now, Faribault. Faribault Lakers has always been good over the years with uh, what's his name, the pastor there. who yep. pitched, uh, Pastor, I can't think of his name. But they picked up also uh, Patrika from the White Sox, uh, who's in town running a business after he gave up baseball. But remember last year he got back in made the triple-A team, and I think he pitched in the majors. I remember that, yes. Last year. Now he got cut. He's pitching for Faribault. So even though they're down there in the mix, you never know when playoff time comes how that Faribault team could do once uh, once push comes to shove there. The postseason is always a different kind of a cat. I have to remember some of those questions for our second annual roundtable this year. Roundtable discussions, yes. Kevin, write that question down. Yes. All right. I'm going to talk a little gals wrestling here for a minute. Um, top picture there you see is Rhea Ripley. Bottom picture is China. You remember her from the DX WWF days. Uh, Sean Michaels, who runs the NXT, kind of said, uh, not surprised one bit that Rhea Ripley's success on the main roster. She's still so young. I'm basically saying how she's going to accomplish more than what China did. I'm going to stop you right there, Sean, because yeah, she may accomplish more. And a lot of people get defended and go, well, but China set the bar and no one's going to be better than her. But it's kind of like looking at what, what Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain did in the NBA. Okay, Kareem did better because just the game evolved. We all saw how to play it better. You know, Shaq and Ewing and Alonzo did better than that. You know, in baseball, you see different players, how the game evolves. So is she going to do better than China? Yes. But China still is the best because – she was the GOAT. She was the first one. She was the Michael Jordan of it all. People may put up better numbers than her, better make more money or whatever, but they wouldn't be able to do it if it wasn't for what she did. So kind of take that a little in character-wise. Yes, she'll be more, uh, more successful than China, but behind the curtain, China's broke the mold and – you know, broke the ceiling for these girls to do what they're doing now. So, show my point there. More gal stuff. Cycling organization, the World Cycling Organization, bans trans-identifying men from women from women's bike races. Nice. With the Olympics coming up, I think you might see some other groups saying this too now coming up. Um, I know there was always that tongue-in-cheek joke in the 80s that the East German weightlifting team was really men, but... <laughs> I, I, I think you're going to really see weightlifting and some of these other sports coming out and officially saying it just to just to, they're going to have to. And here it is, the world's governing body of, of sports cycling banned trans-identifying males from competing in the women's cycling races on Friday. The new policy reverses the UCI's previous policy that allowed men to compete in women's sports if they had a plasma testosterone level below 2.5 nanomoles per liter for two years, whatever the hell that means. Basically, in my opinion, if you have a penis, you can't play in women's sports there. Now that would that would be the uh, official ruling. But that would be my official ruling. It Judge came up with, I think, the Leah Thomas uh, from Penn. Yep. You know, uh, she was going through the transition. Or he was going that, through the transition, and then they can track – 
how far along you are by these uh, naminoles or enamels. Yeah. I don't know what it is. So they can track. Um, so you have to be certain far along the way. Now, you and I both agree, Andy, that uh, it that there should be the penis rule, right? Right. That, that's what Riley Gaines says. And these other gals are saying they had to change in a locker room with the men with full blown male genitalia right yeah, there. Yeah. Now, that, right and, there, you're disqualified. And Sorry. once again, if you want to have a sex change, I'm all for it. Hey, go yep. ahead and do it. Finish your college career. Uh, be done with sports and do anything you want. But when you're in the middle of this and now you're doing it to take advantage of a situation, uh, that's what they're they're yelling right. about here as far as, uh, you know, having an unfair advantage. They tried how I'm long. Doing the lifestyle at all. Paul, they, I tried how long, they tried how many decades to get to push it through Title IX to get yeah. uh, women's sports in college athletes. And now they finally have it there in sports. They've got it. And now this is coming up, and it's the same, essentially, almost the same group of people that have fought all these years to push for it. Now they're pushing it, you know, kicking yep. the Title IX right in the face. And that's that's the thing that I think Riley Gaines and those are talking about is you're you're doing a disservice, Uh Yes, but yes, they will get. Yep. I'm sure they so, will wear the flak jacket in the public domain. Yep. As far as uh, they're not treating everyone fairly, you know that whole card. But they have yep. to do it. They got to do something. Yeah. So watch for the other sports. Like I said, kind of start doing this too. The Women's World Cup is giving away twenty thousand free tickets as FIFA admits sales have flopped. This is all kind of steamrolling to stuff I got going later. But again, I'll, I like soccer. I enjoy watching soccer. I think it's a very Exciting sport to watch. Say what you will about it. But the women's team, they go out there and their first priority is to get in front of the microphone and go blah, 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 not play soccer. And I think that's where they're losing the respect of the fans. They want to watch you to play soccer. They want you to be my daughter's hero because your athletic ability, not because what you spit through a microphone. So, so is it has it become more politicized where they've got a sound bite that they want to get aired? Um, oh yeah, they all want their push. their their Leah Thompson's right and LGBTQ and everything else. Okay. They all put gotcha. that flag gotcha. first. They want to talk about that first. Oh, and then their opponent. Yeah. No, talk about your opponent first. Game first. That's you know they're that's getting the That could have a direct correlation to that. I yeah. can certainly see that happening. So that's the story there. Which leads to my combination soapbox homework assignment. All right. I'm getting out my pen and paper here. Yes. What's the homework and, and what's the soapbox? It, it, it's simple. It's both kind of the same topic here. The cat gets both headers. You know, um, ESPN with their SB awards always gives out their whatever award, but always has to be the alphabet committee that gets it or some other group. Uh, the women's soccer team is more worried about talking about this than the game. Um, unfortunately, with women's sports and the Olympics, like we just saw cycling. You're going to hear more about the, well, can the transgenders participate? All this. We're getting away from the actual sport. So the, the, the soapbox part is let's focus back on the sport. That's what it's all about. Let's make sure. What was the one showed I saw yesterday? XY does not equal XX. Okay. Women play women, boys play boys, period. And the homework assignment is if you want if you're going, but Andy, what's the big deal? Go back and look when women, only women were in the women's sports. Competitive or not, they were competitive against each other. That's the matter right there. That's what's important. Well, no one wanted to watch them. They weren't as good as the men's team. So putting men on the women's team does not make them more competitive. 
it makes the high school kid on the junior varsity junior high team stand out. That's what you're doing. And it's wrong. Let's keep it competitive. We've talked on this show a lot, me personally. That's kind of why I like watching Division II football and baseball and basketball and the minor leagues and these small sports because it's more competitive. Their goal isn't to be on Sports Center like it is in the NBA or the NFL. Their goal is to play and have fun and win. And that's what I enjoyed about women's sports for the longest time. They wanted to win, not be on Sports Center. Now, what is your thoughts if they went to something um, down the road to a men's division, a women's division, and a transgender division? Uh, would you be open to that? Sure, I'd be open to that. If, if it was baseball, I'd probably still watch it. I watch women's yeah. softball. If they wanted baseball, great. Basketball, sure, I'd watch it. I mean, the Minnesota Vixen, women's professional football, I've been to some of their games. Fun to watch because they're all equal and competitive. Yeah. You don't see William Perry, the refrigerator, going, I'm a girl now, I'm going to play, and blow them all over. I mean – They've had some. I've heard some comedians and sports guys kind of tongue in cheek going. Once now that he retires from the NBA, LeBron says he wants to be a girl and joins WNBA. He'd blow them all out of the water. Mm-hmm. Would that be fair? Would that be okay? How would you think about it then? Because WNBA wants to be all alphabet committee and all this other stuff. There was a couple of guys who weren't making it in college and said we want to be women. Now came to the WNBA and played. First of all, the league sign them. Second of all, how would you feel if they did and they start blowing you all away? And again, I'm not putting down the WNBA. That's an example I'm using. So when the yeah, shoes are there, right, they, they do push it. Uh, they very, you know, very they promote it a lot. Very heavily, heavily promote it. Right, yeah. wrong, or you know, whether you like it yeah. or not, it's a different but, story. So but you, they do promote it very heavily. So, but now when it comes in, it's in your own living room, it's in your own house, then what? So that's that. That's what I have, sir. That's my bit. The soapbox and homework combined for a rare occasion. So I like it. Again, not poo-pooing that lifestyle. You want to do with that? Go ahead. God bless you. Enjoy yourself. But when you're taking away scholarships, taking away jobs in the professional ranks, that's the problem. No. Last week, I don't know the name, but there was a no-hitter thrown in the Crow River Valley League. Uh, the pitcher from Mayer threw a no-hitter yep. against uh, another team. And, you know, so there's a lot of action, a lot of activity going on. Now, I think the regular season all does end for the regular season. Uh, Blake season. Crutch throws a first no-hitter in Blazers history since 1967 and a win over Winstead. So they beat Winstead on a no-hitter. Uh, very impressive. And once again – Crow River Valley League, uh, very good, very good baseball. Um, the, the fact that you threw a no. Thanks, Kevin. Kevin had that sitting right back there ready for me. Awesome. Uh, awesome job there by by him. Watertown, Waconia finish up on Sunday. Then we'll go through with the regions and, and start announcing those brackets and how things are going to come along there and then going on to the state. The thing we do want to focus on is the A and the B classes are going to be combined right. this year. There will be yes. one tournament. They're calling it the Class B tournament, but it's really the A and B. They're doing that together. That'll be interesting to see how their seasons all wrap up here as well on Sunday themselves. The uh, the, the inner uh, the city, the the four ninety four six ninety four ring, which is Class A, basically those are all wrapping up their uh, them too. The St. Paul League, the Minnesota, yep. the Minneapolis leagues, those city leagues are all wrapping up. They're going to find their way into the tournament as well, and 
have it hosted out there in Dassel, Cocado, Lich, or, uh, Litchfield, Delano, and Dassel, I think, are the, are the and hosts. And Waconia is going to help with the first round, I believe. Yes, so it, they're going to get some of these – some of these teams will get their first chance of playing, um, you know, outstate in front of a big uh, fan base to uh, to take it all in at the state tournament. That'll be fun. And NFL, Andy. Yes. A week from tomorrow, most I think ninety percent of the NFL teams have everyone will be reporting to camp a week from tomorrow. Rookies are typically early. Uh, they're going to be coming in already this week. I think rookies are reporting to camp, but the full fledged NFL training camp will begin a week from Tuesday for ninety five percent of the NFL teams out there. That will be interesting, and that's all I've got. I've got an answer for the trivia question, Andy. One more thing before that. Um, I know we wa I watched it last year. Uh, we won't put on our show, but we will plug it. When they do the seedings for the Class C tournament for baseball cup weeks, we will. we got to go through the regions first, but, of course, that's coming up. Region brackets we'll have on our social media. The link to watch the draft or the seedings for the regular tournament we'll put out there. Yeah, they had it on a live uh, live stream. The bracket yeah. uh, release party uh, yeah. they've been doing now uh, last year. They'll do it again this year for the Class C and the other one as well, the Class B. So we'll have those links out there once the brackets are set after next Sunday. We'll have those out there on Twitter and the Facebook. So watch for that. Good stuff. Fun time of year. Answer. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Trivia question is: Minnesota Twins in 1990 on this very day was the first Major League Baseball team to turn two triple headers in a single game. Triple plays. You said triple, triple header. Uh, triple play on this uh, game. I was sidetracked. There's triple play yeah. in a single game. First time Minnesota Twins did it. That was 1990. Who did they play against, Andy? Do you know the answer to this? Yes, because I, I actually watched the game. <laughs> I was a nerd. It was at Fenway against the Red Sox. So they turned two triple plays against the Red Sox in a single game. And you said also that some of the other innings uh, had some double plays involved. Yeah, well. I'm looking that up right quick. Now here. the final um, score, while Andy looks that up, the final score was one to nothing. The Red Sox beat the Twins at Fenway one to nothing, and the Twins turned two triple plays in the game. Very interesting. Let's take a find the stack. I scroll through pretty quick. Um, find the box score. You don't find box scores anymore in this world. What's going on? Hard to find the box scores, but yeah, we're talking yeah. amateur baseball that'll wrap up here on Sunday. Now, if you follow the Federal League, which is over 35 baseball in the state of Minnesota, they go regular season all the way through July 31st, so they still have the two weeks left to get their games in uh, for the over 35 league before the playoffs. Here, here's where I was confused. Correction, another correction. The very next night, July 18th, saw the Twins and Red Sox play another defensive record-breaking game. Boston hit into an American League record six double plays in that game. Six of the nine innings they hit into double plays. Wow. The next night. That's where I was confused. That's right. I knew I heard something like that, but yeah. A lot of defensive uh, prowess there in Fenway back, in 19, back then for the Twins. 1990. Wow. And the next year they won the World Series. So interesting okay. stuff. But that's all that I've got right. for this week. Do you have anything else, Andy? Uh, no. Um, like I said, just keep an eye out for the town ball tournaments for your regions. Hope I have the DRS. Federal League and Pro River are the ones we'll probably push. But if we see the others, we'll plug them out there too. But we'll probably cover those three mostly next week, what the playoffs are looking like. Fun time of year. All right, have a good week, everyone. See ya.